Good morning. From the newsroom of the Financial Times, today is Wednesday, February 27th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today, the FT uncovers that several Chinese officials committed plagiarism in their university theses. WW, the company formerly known as Weight Watchers, reports a drop in subscribers and profit forecasts. And J.P. Morgan Chase President Daniel Pinto warns of a fall in trading revenue. Then the FT's Sam Fleming explains the big takeaways from Federal Reserve Chairman Jay Powell's testimony before Congress. I'm Eric Krupke, and here's the news you need to start your day. The FT reports that several Chinese officials committed plagiarism in their university theses. On paper, China's politicians are among the world's best educated. Among the 25 most senior Communist Party officials, seven have doctoral degrees, including President Xi Jinping. But the doctoral dissertation by Chen Chuenghua, head of the Communist Party in the northwestern Xinjiang region, features dozens of paragraphs identical to earlier works that aren't cited, and an FT review of 10 doctoral theses by other Chinese officials that were available online found three cases where extended passages were copied without citation. The revelation comes amid a public debate in China about the academic qualifications of well-connected people. Mr. Chen has overseen a massive security crackdown in Xinjiang over the past three years. As part of that effort, an estimated one million members of the mostly Muslim Uyghur minority have been interned in camps. His thesis, entitled Research on the Correlation Between Human Capital and Accumulation and Economic Development in Central China, earned Mr. Chen a doctorate in management from the Wuhan University of Technology in 2004. Mr. Chen couldn't be reached for comment. An anonymous academic at a Chinese university said it was common for Chinese officials to pay agencies to write their dissertations. Last year, China's top government body released the first-ever national guidelines to enforce academic integrity in research. The guidelines said those guilty of plagiarism and fabrication of data would be severely punished. WW, the company formerly known as Weight Watchers, announced on Tuesday it had lost 300,000 subscribers in three months last year and cut profit forecasts for 2019. WW reported earnings after the market closed. The report showed a profit guidance for 2019 of between $1.25 and $1.50 a share. That's far short of the $3.36 analysts expected. The report also showed that WW subscriptions declined from 4.2 million in September 2018 to just 3.9 million at the end of December. The company dropped the name Weight Watchers back in September after 55 years. Chief Executive Mindy Grossman said in a statement that the company's winter campaign didn't recruit as expected. Shares in WW dropped almost 30% in after-hours trading. And J.P. Morgan Chase confirmed on Tuesday that the bank is having a more difficult time getting results from its core trading business. President Daniel Pinto warned that the company's trading revenue will fall by a high teens percentage in the first quarter of 2019 from a year earlier. It's an outcome that's far worse than was expected. Analysts had been expecting falls of as little as 3% year on year. Mr. Pinto's cautious tone echoed the overall mood of J.P. Morgan's Investor Day on Tuesday. His boss, Bank Chief Executive Jamie Dimon, repeated his concern that while a recession was not in sight, the risk of a recession had risen. Mr. Dimon said the biggest risk was in political uncertainty, in that, quote, the U.K. and U.S., who used to be stable world leaders, are no longer, end quote. For his part, Mr. Pinto promised investors further efficiency in spending. 
Shares in the bank fell slightly on Tuesday, closing down just under 1% at about $105 each. And here's a closer look at one of today's big stories. Thank you and good morning. Fed Chair Jay Powell appeared before the Senate Banking Committee on Tuesday. It's part of the biannual testimony the Fed Chair gives to Congress. This hearing provides the committee an opportunity to examine the current state of the U.S. economy, the Fed's implementation of, the mo- of monetary policy, and its supervisory and regulatory activities. The FT's U.S. economics editor Sam Fleming explains the Fed Chair's thinking about the U.S. economy. Jay Powell was pretty optimistic about the U.S. economy, all told, during his Senate testimony on Tuesday. He said the labor market was in pretty good shape. Monthly job gains averaged 220,000 in 2018, and payrolls increased an additional 304,000 in January. He said there were signs that more people are coming into the labor force, and that process uh, has further to run. The labor force participation rate for people in their prime working years has continued to increase over the past year. He referred to the stronger wage growth that we're seeing, but said that there didn't seem to be signs that that stronger wage growth was feeding through into higher inflation. So pretty benign, all told, about the U.S. economy. And there was an exchange between Powell and Republican Senator Pat Toomey about inflation. What happened there? Mr. Toomey asked Jay Powell about a possible change to the way the Fed targets inflation. The Fed is taking a big look at uh, some basic questions of how it approaches the economy this year. It's asking, you know, is the inflation target working the way it needs to in the context of low neutral interest rates and potentially low inflation expectations? Are the tools it has, if there were a fresh downturn, adequate? And how are its communications working? What Pat Toomey was concerned about is the idea that the Fed might from time to time end up shooting or or trying to uh, shoot for a higher than 2% inflation outcome as part of a bid to hit an average inflation rate of 2% over time. Intentionally running at an inflation rate above the target rate worries me, given that historically inflation has been much uh, harder to control. Uh, I think it's fair to say this, um, if the Fed does go down this route of moving to uh, targeting average inflation over time, which could lead to it deliberately overshooting the target from time to time, we could see as a result more pushback from especially more conservative lawmakers who are worried about the idea uh, of inflation somehow getting out of control. Republican Senator Mike Crapo asked Powell about the Fed's balance sheet. And what did Powell have to say about that? Crapo said that he's been a little concerned about the Fed's quantitative easing programs and the size of its balance sheet. He's not alone. A lot of Republicans got anxious about the huge asset purchases that the Fed did during the crisis to prop up growth and whether the balance sheet might return to a more normal size. Now, the Fed has made it pretty clear that its balance sheet is always is not going to go back to the small, relatively small size it was pre-crisis. It reached about $4.5 trillion at the height of the recession or post-recession period. The Fed has now reduced the size of its balance sheet by around half a trillion to $4 trillion. It's going to continue to reduce that balance sheet. And what Mr. Powell said was that he was able to give a certain amount of visibility in terms of where the balance sheet reduction program is going to end. He talked about estimates that they've received from Wall Street participants, but there would need to be approximately a trillion dollars of excess reserves 
in the banking system, which leads us to conclusions about the size of the overall balance sheet. And on top of those excess reserves, there would be um, an additional buffer of excess reserves beyond that, just to uh, make sure there aren't um, jolting movements in the money markets. So he gave a pretty clear signal, I think, that the balance sheet rundown process will probably end by the end of this year. He didn't actually say that, but certainly many of his colleagues have. And Mr. Powell is expected to testify before the House today. What can we expect from that? Well, the House Financial Services Committee is a different beast from the Senate Banking Committee. It will be an interesting hearing because it will be the first hearing he's faced where the Democrats have been in the majority on the committee uh, led by Maxine Waters, its new, relatively new chair. We know what Mr. Powell is likely to say in terms of uh, his opening testimony because that will remain unchanged from what he said in his prepared testimony to the Senate on Tuesday. So really then it's a question of where lawmakers want to go and the potential areas of interest will be obviously monetary policy, the inflation target may come up again, bank regulation and the nature of the reforms to bank regulation we're now seeing will certainly be one of the other big themes that we get in the House hearing. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, we'll be following U.S. President Donald Trump as he begins his two-day summit with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. The two are meeting in Vietnam to discuss denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for all the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.